Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Frank's Unsolicited Advice. And uh, this week I want to talk to you about something that is important to me that I felt that's been great to me in my life and at work. And it's called leaders and leadership. Right. And it doesn't start at work. Leadership is not something that you get at work. It's something that starts at your home. And whether it's good or bad, you have it. You know, I understand that everybody came or has the same background that I do. I get that. I understand that. So it would be impossible for me to believe or feel that everybody had the same upbringing as me or had the same kind of example of what leadership is at home like I did. But I believe we all had something, whether good or bad, we had it. So, you know, for me, and, and as I said before, I had good parents. They Well, they're still alive, so I have great parents. Um, they taught me a lot. You know, uh, my mom and my dad were the best example of what you have to do to take care of a family. And I seen their struggles. And that's, they, they, they would motivate me to do things when I didn't want to do them. You know, uh, when I was at a point that I could have easily went left, they made sure I stayed right. And, you know, they, they never, they, they always taught, taught me by their morals and their values and, and everything that made them strong. And that's what I appreciate the most. Right. And then, you know, leaders also at school, you had teachers that supposed to teach you stuff and, 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 and give you these, these tools to put in your toolbox. And when you get older, you could use them. Family members, aunts, uncles, you know, friends of the family, all that stuff. That's all part of being a leader. And I feel that that sets the tone. So when you get into the real world, you have these, certain characteristics, these certain traits that make you or allow you to be a leader. I believe leaders are born. And then we have certain tools in us that, or skills, I should say, maybe powers if you want, <laughs> that are they're fine-tuned by the people in our lives to teach us and help us learn how to be leaders and be our own. I looked up the definition online, um, and there's many different definitions. There's basic answers and stuff. But this one I like. It's from uh, the balance smb.com. And it's the definition and examples of leadership. And it says, what is leadership? Leadership captures the essentials of being able and prepared to inspire others. Effective leadership is based upon ideas, both original and borrowed, that are effectively communicated to others in a way that engages them enough to act as the leader wants them to act. A leader inspires others to act while simultaneously directing the way they act. They must be personable enough to personable for others to follow their orders, and they must have the critical thinking skills to know the best way to use the resources at an organization's disposal. Then an alternate definition is leadership may also refer to an organization's management or structure. But that definition, that first two parts that I read, was awesome. It's right on point for what I, I believe it is, right? And it made me think about my whole career and, and the leaderships that I've had. And I tell people all the time, my first command was the best command I've ever been to. It was a pre-com. It wasn't commissioned. It was brand new. It was still being built. The, 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 the people that I worked for there were awesome men and women. They, they taught us, know the book, know what the instruction says, go by the guidelines. But they also taught us something as pride in, in our job. Um, uh, having courage to stand up when nobody else would, the integrity to hold themselves accountable when need be. Um, 
own owning their mistakes. You know, they never they never look for excuses of what happened. They own whatever mistake was made, whether it was there for or not. They owned it and then they fixed it. And I saw a lot of that, too, as I progressed, you know, through my careers, different commands. I'm not going to say it just happened in my first ship because that'd be wrong to other people that impacted my life that weren't part of my regular job or my first command. But my first command had a lasting impression. To this day, I still hold true to some of the values taught by them. Um, some of the people that I that I came across, uh, you know, I can name names, but I, I'm, I'm scared I'm going to miss one or two people, so I won't. But one person that I know, uh, but it's, it's just so many, to be honest, that came across. And being a young young person, first time being away from home, um, taking this 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 trip, this journey down into something that was supposed to be a stepping stone. It was supposed to be just four years, and I'm gone. These people were in my life, and they were teaching me, and it, it, I was spending more time with them than I was with anybody else. You know, I, I was. My daughter was in New York. I'm I'm single. I'm not married. I, I don't have a home to go to. At the time, you know, I'm living on the ship. So I get off. I go to, you know, get off work, go take a shower, hang out with my friends, come back to the ship, you know, get dressed. It was just a repetitive cycle that I see these people every day pretty much. And they're they're just leaving their impression. And you really don't realize it at that point in time that these people that they're leading, they're leaving their impression in you. Until you start moving up the ranks and you start progressing and you start making rank and you're like, man, I'm going to do this like this. Even after they leave or you leave and go to a different place, you're still carrying over the traits that they're giving you. You still bring with you the lessons taught. You still bringing with you the guidance given, the mentorship, and you carry that with you throughout your career. Whether you stay in the military, you go somewhere else, those traits don't go nowhere. But like I said, it starts at home. Right. Because people ask me, well, Frank, how was your adjustment to boot camp? Was it hard? I said, no, my, my dad taught me. Right. I had structure at home. So because I had a structure at home. And my aunts taught me how to iron my clothes. My mom taught me how to wash them. My father taught me how to make sure my I, I was I was maintaining my grooming. And, and, and you know, if I, if I had to shave at the time, which I really, really didn't, I never shaved until I got to boot camp. Except one time I shaved my mustache. I let my friend shave it. He cut my lip. It was the worst thing ever. But um, my father taught me you should get a haircut. You know, make sure your clothes is ironed when you leave out the door. Uh, be on time. Be respectful. Call people, sir, ma'am. When I call you, you come. You don't say what. You you respond. You you show up. So it's no real different than when you're in the military and they call you, you come. Uh, when somebody addresses you, you don't know. It's sir, ma'am. They're officer. They're enlisted. You call them by their rank, you know. But you show respect at all times. And that's what you're taught at home if you have that. If you have it, if not, it's okay because you can always learn it. But that was me. That was my story. That was my leadership that I was given by my parents was that. So getting into the Navy wasn't hard. My adjustments were something different. My battles and my my dealing with transitioning was very different. And even in boot camp, I still remember my RDCs. There was a Petty Officer Leach, first class. I want to say MM1, ABH1. Okay, I'll get back to the ABH1. I forgot his name. But uh, MMC Stigden. And I remember Stigden because he came from Japan. Leach was a fill-in until he showed up. Um, But, you know, we I remember those RDCs because they left a lasting impression. They taught us. Petty Officer Leach was hard on us, completely hard on us. 
all the time. And then when he wasn't on RDC no more, we missed that because he held us to a standard. You know, it's like when you hold somebody and you carry that, which you do, you do. So as I progressed and, and certain things I saw with my leadership and my first command that was very special to me. Um, I had an accident in 2001, suffered a gunshot wound, and I was at Riverside Hospital in Newport News. I didn't know if my family was there. Honestly, I felt like I passed out the minute they opened the door. It was a cold November. You know, they're trying to save my life. I'm in the ambulance. They cut my clothes. And when they opened the door, I passed out. I don't know if it was the cold that hit me and I just, you know, passed out or, was, you know, finally I just passed out. So I did. I didn't, when I was coming in and out of consciousness, I, I didn't see my family. I saw friends from work. I saw um, a senior chief Haberman, one of my, my senior chiefs that I had on the Truman. He was by my bedside. He would talk to me. I remember that. And, and I remember that to this day. And this happened in 2001. So it's been a long time, but I, that's something I never forget. <clears throat> they were there. My mom said when they when they arrived to the hospital, my parents and my family, that my chain of command was there to support. That's leadership. Even though the guidelines say that somebody should be there. So I know I'm not stupid to think that, oh, my God, but the level of give a F that they showed was more than just a protocol that I have to have somebody there to, to support his family. It was more than that. And even after that, the relationships that carried over because of it um i remember i left new york, nrd new york got to the roosevelt one day the uh, the, uh, the enterprise was pier side to us across the pier i'm in ordnance control with the uh, oho at the time was lieutenant kerr and um a senior chief shows up and you know they say hey senior what can i do for you and it's, it was senior chief ash and he goes I'm here to see my boy Frankie. He didn't call me AO1 Ferrer. He didn't call me by my, he said, Frankie. Now, if anybody knows me, if you call me Frankie, you know me, you know? Um, and that's how I know you know me because not too many people call me Frankie. They always either Frank or, or, you know, my last name or whatever. But he called me by Frankie. And he then they were like, oh, is something wrong? He said, no, that's my boy. I came to see him. And they were shocked that a senior chief came to see me, right? And, and and we spoke, and he, I gave him a hug, and then I seen him again. He was at 106. He said he's getting ready to retire, and um, you know, unfortunately, we lost him. He he at the retirement, he ended up passing away. He got very sick, and he wasn't around. But I was luckily, and when I was in Pensacola, I was able to tell him that to me, he was real leadership. He was a real AO, like aviation ornament. He was really the epitome of what. That what taught me a lot at that time a lot of heart a lot of energy a lot of love stern um held you responsible held you accountable when you needed to but then he praised you when you were supposed to and i remember those things you know th th they don't forget and at week this week at work we had a situation and i can't go into it because you know you have to get clearance and stuff like that but it it reminded me of that situation with my with, when I was sick and I and I needed help and I wasn't alone and and you know to the sailor I will say this if you listen this is that's leadership you know we don't real leaders just don't come to work put the uniform on or come to work punch the clock and tell you what to do and then go home in my opinion a real leader 
is always there. It, it, it doesn't stop. It doesn't, we don't take it off and, oh, let me just put my uniform in my locker and when I go home, I don't think about you. No. If we care about a sailor, if we care about a person, we'll give a person everything we have to make sure that person's good. Because at the end of the day, not only is this a, a, a business, this is a family. Nine times out of ten, if, if, if you're operational, even at work, we're spending more time at work with our coworkers and our sailors and, and everybody than we are with our own family. So we care. You know, a true leader is going to care. So when you hurt, we hurt. When, when you struggle, we struggle. If we care, if, if you're that person, and, I, and I'm being honest, we're not going to give 100% of our emotion and time and, 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 and values to everybody because some people don't want them. And some people are where they're supposed to be, like my mother-in-law says. They're right where they're supposed to be. So we, you can't lead everybody the same. It's just not possible. But for the ones that you can and the ones that are absorbing everything you give them, like knowledge and, and values and, and, and stories as a sponge and they're taking it in and they're just, you know, soaking it up, you put time into those. You do. You, you, you don't even waste a, a beat of it. You give it everything you got because you see the potential in that person. You want that person to be successful. My gun boss that just retired on off the GW uh commander Tommy Hennett. You know, I met him when I first got here. Heard of him, but I just met him when I first got here. Great guy. Great man. I mean, another one that just wanted AOs to shine and he wanted you to be your best you that you can be. You know, and that you don't find that often. Some people just put the uniform on, come in, punch the clock, and they don't care about the people they have under them. They don't care about the workers. They just care about themselves. And, and when you have people that give so much of themselves, you know, uh, uh, the Ojo himself, uh, Lieutenant Amanda Carter, he's another one. I've known him for a couple of years now. And, and another guy, take the shirt off his back to give it to you. You know, we, we have so many that we have on our ship. I, I don't want to make it seem like we have the best chain of command in the world. But I, I know who I work with and I know what I interact with and I know what we have. So to that sailor, hey, you know, don't worry. We got you. Anything you need, you let us know. But that's leadership, in my opinion. And in my opinion, it starts at home. It starts at home. Whether you have parents, whether or not, you, there's somebody there in your life that's going to give you something that you're going to either want to do or not want to do. It's, it's there. It's lessons learned. Even in bad experiences, there's a positive. In bad leadership, there's a positive. You just got to look for it. So to all those people out there that had a positive impact in my life as leaders, thank you. Thank you very much because it's made me who I am today. From my parents, from my teachers, from my family members, friends, friends of the family, uh, uh, leaders that I came across from my first command to my current command. Thank you. Because at the end of the day, that's how we be get better is to teach each other, to lead each other, to help each other, to mentor into my people that I that work for me or that you know I've had an impact on hey take the good with the bad throw the bad away keep the good that's another episode of Frank's unsolicited advice and this one's called leadership also if you get a chance to one read a book this book is called elucidations and it was written by a good friend of mine a brother of mine Gerald C. Lewis Sr. I met him on the Roosevelt he was an MM1 and we met and this man gave me some positive reinforcement in a time in my life where it was rough. And 
no matter we lost contact or not, we still talk. Whenever we talk, we, we, we catch up where we left. And it's a good book. It's called The Lucidations, uh, The Shining Light on the Concealed Truths of the Bible, Gerald C. Lewis Sr. Go out and get it. Support. Support. Uh, and that's it for me this week. Thank you for listening. <laughs>